Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano and it's great to be back. Today is October the 19th and I have to say the first few weeks of October are definitely weeks that I don't want to revisit anytime soon, not even in memory, although it's still fresh in my memory. So the storm that we went through, as far as the intensity of it when you're actually in the midst of it, it wasn't as bad as Hurricane Charlie. Hurricane Charlie, it sounded like the roof was going to come right off our house right in the middle of the night, and it was that way for an intense straight eight hours, almost no let up with the wind or anything like that. The difference with this storm was it was a much larger storm, and so the outward bands of rain hit us, and it softened the ground to the extent that by the time the actual hurricane force winds hit our area, all of the uh, trees that, well, anything that wasn't deeply rooted, or most of the things I should say, wound up getting knocked down, knocked over, uprooted completely. I have one picture of myself standing next to a tree that blocked the entire road. I mean, this just big old tree. So there was a lot of damage that way. Thankfully, we didn't have any damage to our house, just some fallen trees and a whole lot of branches to pick up. I have to tell you, by the time I was done picking up branches, and there's still things that we have to move to the curb eventually, but I felt like I was about 80 years old. Every muscle in my body was hurting, and I just, I was just glad to make it through the day. But uh, it took a while, and now everything's back. So it's good to be back here making this podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by number one, the one to many system.com. It's at one to many system.com. And this is the marketing system that I teach to my own clients that you can use for yourself to transform and grow whatever kind of business that you have, but especially if you have a service-based business. When you finally get to the place when you're hitting that wall and you recognize that there's just not enough hours in the day to do everything that you need to do to expand your business, then follow the training that's available. It's absolutely free. It's at onetomanysystem.com. There's also a free offer still available at the end. And what it is is that I will talk to you about how you could use this system in your own business. So that's absolutely free. Go check it out while it is still available. And also the co-sponsor of today's episode is the Digital Strategist Newsletter, which is available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. That's jimsnewsletter.com. And this is my free monthly newsletter. I think you'll enjoy it. So be sure to sign up for it if you already haven't. Or you can go to jimsnewsletter.com and check out all the back issues there and see if this is something that can help you Think through the process of growing and developing your own online business. Today, I want to talk a little bit about sales funnels. And not everyone has a positive experience with sales funnels and trying to get a sales funnel to work. I know just about every business person out there today is familiar with sales funnels. At the very least, they've heard the term. But sales funnels are arguably the most popular business growth strategy that's out there today in the online world. And you can break the sales funnel down into four individual steps. This is how the strategy works. First, you have to get more traffic to your website, to your offers. That's the first objective. And there's a lot of ways you can do this. 
There are free methods and there are paid methods. Next, you have to convert more of this traffic, more of these people into subscribers or into customers and of course into cash sales. And a way to do this or a way to do it better is to improve your sales copy or maybe put together a more compelling offer. Those are two things that immediately come to mind. Number three, you need these customers, the people that do take action, that do buy, that do subscribe. You need these people that you've acquired to become loyal repeat buyers over the long term. In other words, you want to have customers for life instead of just a one-off sale and then people forget all about you. And fourth and finally, you need to create ongoing offers that will continue to put money in your pocket, more money, hopefully, for every sale that you make. For example, if you're familiar with the term upsells or additional offers, a lot of times if you're in the checkout process, there will be other items suggested that you can add to your order. And a lot of times these items during that sales process will be discounted. So you can say you'll only see this offer one time. This product normally costs $100. You can add it to your order today for only $50. And a high percentage of the people, especially if that bonus offer is congruent or will improve or enhance the, their initial purchase, they'll go ahead and they'll buy the upsell. But keep in mind, this is just one strategy. There are others out there and some may be a better fit for your business than others. Now, most people start out by promoting and advertising their products or their services organically. I'm talking about things like they look for referrals, for friends to recommend friends, uh, business friends to recommend their friends, social networks, literal where people you know meet one another and shake hands and that kind of interaction. That's the source, those things of their website traffic more often than not, especially in the beginning because their website may not be established enough and they're really not focusing on things like SEO at this point yet or content creation. Uh, most people use social media when they get started or for those of us who started before social media, we were involved with things like forums where people would talk about a product or solving certain types of problems and talk about the various products and services that were out there. And then people come from these different places to the individual's website. And there is where the sales message is. Usually it's a combination of text and images. There's a call to action. Maybe somebody needs to fill out a contact form or make an appointment. And that's the, the organic way of doing it. Now, both, both of these methods, the more traditional sales funnel with the step-by-step, the four steps, and the more organic approach that I just mentioned, both of these work. The first method relies on more of a structured, traditional sales funnel. And again, you're already, I'm sure, familiar with those. You've been through them multiple times, or at least a few times. Maybe if you're not into buying that much online, you're not like super familiar with them. But I know a lot of you know all how this works inside out. And a lot of you, what happens is you go to a site and you buy something or you download something that's free. And then you get this low ticket offer. I know, yeah, I've been through that in just the last week. My, well, I shouldn't say the last week. It's been over a month now. Last week I was uh, dealing with Hurricane Ian still. <laughs> but anyway, let's say a month ago it was. I went through and I bought this low ticket item after I went through the free download process. And sure enough, you're added to a mailing list and 
three or four emails later, you're presented with this big offer, premium offer, coaching, consulting done for you. So you go from free to low cost to this high ticket item. And this person took me there in, I would say, about seven days. That's what their sales, that's how their sales funnel worked. So think in terms of low, medium, and high. It's like the stair-step method where you start off by buying a low-ticket item and end up eventually spending more money. But the problem with this method, I don't know if you caught it in my voice as I was explaining it to you. When I went through it, I've been through it so many times as I see it coming a, a mile away, maybe 10 miles away. I already know that more often than not, I'm going to buy the low ticket uh, item. If Sometimes it's the freebie first and then it goes to the low ticket. But I already know that I'm going to be in an email sequence and then more often than not, there's going to be a bunch of upsells and I'm already ready for it. I almost wish the person would just say, here's my catalog of products that can help you and just leave me on my own instead of going through what, for me, on the receiving end has become a very mechanical process. Now, the problem is, is when too many people start seeing a method as a mechanical process, when they're used to it, they become dead dead into it. It's like ad blindness. You're blind to ads that are popping up all over the page because you've accustomed, you're, you're used to it. It's like the magician's trick. You know how it's done. You don't even see the illusion isn't even believable anymore. It's no longer a seamless process. So when marketing is done correctly, the entire process is seamless. It doesn't even feel like you're being marketed to it. It feels like the other person is helping you get from where you are to where you want to be, and you're gladly paying, whether it's gradual or all at once or however it goes, because you're buying the outcome. But in this other method, once you're used to it, it feels so mechanical. It feels like, okay, Here comes another email with some more text in it. And you don't even read the emails anymore. You just scan and you look for prices. So once once that happens, that marketing method, as far as you're concerned, as an individual, you're kind of, it doesn't work with you anymore. But when it's done seamlessly, it's like a natural ongoing conversation. Unfortunately, again, if it's not done correctly, which more and more often it's not, it just comes across like a cheap marketing tactic. I even had a salesperson recently send me an email wanting to know why I didn't buy his high ticket offer. And I didn't take the time to respond. Maybe I wouldn't have if, if Hurricane Ian hadn't come through. Maybe, maybe I would have taken the time to respond. Why didn't you buy my high ticket offer? And I would have told him, I would have said, I barely had time to go through your free offer. I barely had time to complete it, but I was on this automated system, which every day was sending me another email trying to build up your high ticket item. I didn't even know if the low ticket item was good or not yet. I mean, it kind of looked good, but, and, and I know I'm not alone in this kind of experience. So what I'm saying is from where you're, from where you're sitting today, is that the kind of experience that you want to put your future customers, that you want to put your prospects through? And here's another thing, unless you're a product creator, you can end up creating a very forgettable freebie or front-end product. A lot of times I get the feel that people are just creating these front-end products so they have something to offer so they can get someone on their email list. But the front-end product is so basic, is so elementary, is so, you know, it's kind of like the, the fifth generation photocopy or the 10th generation or the 100th generation it the value of it is diluted at best 
And so when you go through this with brand after brand after brand after brand, then you're already ready to unsubscribe by the second email that you get in the sequence. Now, I'm all for automation. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with automation, but of course not. But when it comes to building a relationship, if your type of the service that you offer requires for you to have more of a relationship with the people that you're doing business with than not, it's a totally different situation than, let's say, you're paying for something that's high end, but that relationship factor really isn't that important. So, for example, you know, it'll cost several thousand dollars if you need to have a new AC unit put in, complete unit, everything from the ground up put in. And most of the time, you're just looking for a company that has a reputation that's been around for a while. You don't really, it's not that the salesperson's personality isn't important. It's not the customer service isn't important. All of those things are important, but you need a solution today. If your car breaks down and it's going to cost several hundred easily to fix it or something like that, again, you're looking for a a well-established vendor or a company that has, that looks the part. Maybe we could just put it that way. So I know that, for example, if I was in an accident and I needed to have my car repaired, I've been there, unfortunately, before. There may be a backyard mechanic, somebody who can fix my car as well as anyone else, but they're working from home or they have their own kind of like makeshift garage in the back. And even though they're capable that is not what I'm used to as far as the a professional in that kind of business goes. Same thing with a doctor. I mean, somebody, if, if you go to a doctor's home and they had their own equipment there or a dentist and they had their own equipment there, maybe you'd be all right with that if you knew the person. But usually you'll go to a dental office or some type of medical place where it looks the part. So there's there are certain types of services where it's important that it looks the part. But the relationship factor, as long as the people are nice, as long as the people are helpful, it doesn't take us weeks or months to build up a relationship. We need our solution yesterday. We want our car fixed and back on the road immediately. We want you know our our that painful tooth taken care of sooner, not later. You know, we're not looking to become best friends with the people working on our teeth as long as we trust that they know how to do what they're what they're advertising. But when it comes to the online world, it's not exactly that way oftentimes. When it comes to the online world, maybe we're going to invest money in somebody long term and they're going to help us get from point A to point B. And it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to happen over a series of months or possibly a year or longer. And so we want to vet these people. We want to feel better about who we're doing business with in a way that's not really important in the offline world. In the offline world, we just want somebody who looks the part, right? We want our doctors, our lawyers, our mechanics, uh, the restaurants that we eat at. We want all of those places to look the part, to be professional, whatever profession means in the society that we live in. I'm sure maybe certain things are go in certain countries that don't go in other countries. I don't know. I know that if you go to another country, sometimes you'll, you'll have a bit of culture shock because things are a lot different. It takes you time to get used to how certain type of markets work and how they don't work. I remember a friend of mine going to the Philippines for the first time, and he was shocked about how the fish markets work there. 
on average as compared to how the fish markets work here in America where everything is supposed to be you know, supervised and if you don't meet the certain criteria, they'll shut you down. And over there, it was more like, you know, people just selling in these open markets and you didn't have to have all of these uh, licenses or anything like that. All you had to do is basically catch fish and keep them from going bad and until you sold them. But he was telling me about the difference between that. So you know that people have expectations. And I think that's one of the hardest things about doing business offline is that it costs money sometimes to meet people's expectations that you are the person for the job. But on the in the online world, it's a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to have the site that you need built, a lot cheaper to have it built than it would be to have a building constructed in the offline world and have it look like you need it to look like the other, uh, like your competitors look. So online, it's a lot easier to do. But, you know, online, of course, sometimes you don't have that connection with people. You're not seeing them. You're not judging them by appearance, by the conversation. It's a series of interactions that happen in the inbox. Uh, and that's what makes video so powerful is that video gives you the ability to hear and see someone directly across from you if you're meeting with them. So... I'm saying all this because depending on the kind of business that you have, it may take you a while to build what marketers like to call no like, and trust. Whereas in the offline world, it's not that way. And there's certain businesses online where it's not that way either. We don't have to build a whole lot of no like, and trust. I know if I'm going with a cell phone company, do I have to build no like, and trust? No, I just look and see if they've been around for a while, if they're a big company, and then you go by after that your experience you know do calls drop often do you get good coverage and all of the other things does everything work like it's advertised if not you stop doing business with that person you move on to some something else but when you're talking about high ticket online by high ticket i mean over a thousand or more let's say i know some people would consider 500 or more depending on your income to be high ticket so when you're talking about high ticket, you want to make sure that you're investing with the person who's best for you, someone who's not going to take your money and then their website's going to disappear overnight or their email address is going to bounce from that moment forward, you know, a scam artist. So, um, but getting back to this concept of the sales funnel, if you already have several proven products ready to go, it's so much easier using the traditional sales funnel. It's so much easier using the upsells, the downsells, the cross-sells. Why? Because you have products that are already proven sellers. You have testimonies about these products. People already know what they are. That's one of the things that we see in the average retail market. People are aware of the products. And when a new line comes out, it comes out, it is professionally done. The bottles, the packaging, everything is professionally done. But when we're talking about online, it's a little bit different. What if to make the system work, you have to create a front-end product? But really, your business is about selling a basic service. You know, a product and a service, we can look at it as kind of being the same. But if you do one specific service, even if you have different tiers of your pricing, right? So you can be doing SEO for other companies, and you may have a lower-end plan, a mid-end plan, and a high-end plan, or some other plans, but it's still one service, then maybe it's difficult for you to create a front end, what some people call a trip wire product, 
or a free product, it may be a little bit difficult for you because you're not really a product creator. And so your little freebie that you make available turns out to be something that's highly forgettable. Now I know that sales funnel people who really are behind the traditional sales funnel method, a lot of them will say, well, you just have somebody professionally do it for you. But what I'm here to tell you is the traditional sales funnel is just one approach, not the only approach. <clears throat> and it may not be the best approach for you, especially if you don't have several proven products already ready to go that you can use in this process. So again, the whole idea here is that if we're going to build no like and trust, we're doing it for a reason, not just because it's cool to be known, to be liked and to be trusted. But once you have those three in place, then it's much easier to convert people into a bigger or high ticket sale or high ticket buyer than if somebody's meeting you for the first time or just knows a little bit about you. And that's what's been taught in marketing, practically preached in marketing circles for decades, for 50 years now. But there's another way to look at this because you can build all three of these things, the know, the like, the trust, just by being active on social media and being seen by others who are also active on social media. And that's the way a lot of people have grown their followings, grown their subscriber base over the last decade or so. Now, some people may be thinking, yes, but what about things like building a mailing list? Isn't that important? Well, this is another area where you have multiple options. For example, you can put a webinar together. That's one way to tick all of the boxes. I'm not talking about a live one, but an evergreen one. In other words, you can create a short video 30 minutes long, 15 minutes long, whatever it takes to talk about your product and why you believe you're the best fit for your viewers. And then you can insert it into a webinar system that you buy. You can use one that works inside of WordPress. You can use a standalone service like I do, whichever way you decide to do it. But the evergreen element eliminates the need for you to have to be on video live, which is something that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. But when people go and they register, it captures the person's name and email address, and there's your list building component. The point is this. If you're struggling to follow the popular sales funnel strategy, you're not alone. I've seen solopreneurs, freelancers invest countless hours in putting a traditional sales funnel together because in their understanding, well, this is marketing, and they're disappointed by the results. Why? Because most of the time, consumers are inundated with that kind of marketing. Creating a memorable PDF download, for example, isn't as easy as the experts make it sound. And oftentimes, people don't even get around to reading those anymore. People just skim through them. The truth is, depending on your market, this method may or may not be as effective as it once was in the past. And if it's not, if it's because of your market, then all of these improvements that you're trying to make so that you can use this method are going to produce you know, minor results at best. But getting back to the original foundation of this, why was this system created to begin with? Well, it's to create the know, like, and the trust and to build that into a sales system where there's calls to action and sales are being made. And again, people that have multiple proven products find this kind of system much easier to use, much easier to just plug in and get moving with it than someone like a freelancer or a solopreneur who more or less is focusing on selling one or two uh, types of solutions in their marketplace. 
I mean, you can make a living selling just high-end products, but you're probably not going to put what I'm calling the traditional sales funnel together and just plug and play it and succeed that way. You're going to have to make the effort to make yourself more of a known quantity in your marketplace. You're going to have to increase your visibility a little bit before people are going to feel comfortable buying your product. And it's not, I mean, everybody can say their experience. People can talk about, I've been seen here, there. I mean, unless you're like a a bona fide superstar. And if you are, then you don't have any of these problems anyway. So, but the good news is, is that you do have options. For me, I was pleasantly surprised to see that as a result of creating a weekly podcast, I have multiple opportunities to create value for my listeners and I also get feedback from them. And sometimes not so much like somebody sending me a full-blown email saying, Jim, I like what you said. And But I, I do get those from time to time, but I can just see by the downloads. And a lot of that may have to do with the titles, how I title things. I'm really not sure. I didn't look into it in that much detail. I just know that there's a certain type of person that I'm a really good fit to help. Just like you, there's a certain type of person that you're a really good fit to help. And there's no reason why you should be held back because you can't make this sales funnel that everybody's telling you it should be built just like this and it's not working for you. The traditional method, I think, is working for fewer and fewer people. Now, if I was in the sales funnel business myself, I would just use the term as a general sales strategy, quote unquote, sales funnel. They're not all linear. They don't all look like a traditional funnel. And the funnel, that word is just, it gives us a visual we see the people coming through the top end, you know, the outside. We could make it a circle if we wanted to and put the product in the circle. And we can look at the outer circles and the inner circles and all of that. They're just these are just labels that we put on things so that we know what we're talking about when we talk about the same subject with other people in the field. But literally, we could take all of these labels off of them and just talk in simple English, I guess would be the way to put it, and just say Everything that we're doing is so that we can help people solve problems, we can meet the needs of our marketplace, and people benefit from having done business with us. Everything else is just kind of window dressing and the way we make things look. Not that those things aren't important, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that you can't lose sight of why you're putting these things together to begin with, why these systems exist to begin with. And if a, if a particular model doesn't work with you, you're not locked into that. I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. They think that they have to do it exactly just this one way, and there aren't any options. Now, it would be like saying, okay, if we have a restaurant, we do have to have certain things in place. That's for sure. We do have to have you know, a chef in the kitchen, or we do have to have people that serve the tables, people that clean the dishes, people that... You know, all these little parts, I'm not saying that, but when we get down to the individual parts, I know one restaurant here in town, they're experimenting with a robotic server. It takes the orders, it delivers the food, it knows what table you're sitting at. That's what I mean by options. In the restaurant example, you can have a person deliver the food to your table, or you can have a machine. It looks like an automated cart. It drives itself. They call it a robot. And it stops at your table and lets you know that this is your order. And then you take it and then it goes back to the kitchen. And it will even stop to let people buy in a crowded space. Or in some restaurants, especially the fast food kind, 
They call your name or your number and then you pick up your food at the counter. That's what I mean by options. And you can look at each part of the process that way. Marketing with all the tools and all the options is very similar in that respect. Yes, you need a way to reach people, but you know how many ways there are to reach people today? Yes, you need to communicate your message, but there are many ways to do that. Yes, you have to be visible, but again, there are many ways to do that. There are free options and there are paid options. So go ahead and feel free to experiment. If you want to create a very simple traditional type of sales funnel where someone gives their email address and in return receives a downloadable PDF and a follow-up email sequence, then go ahead and test that out. If that's not working, then go ahead and try something else. Audio and video traditionally work very, very well for most industries. I do a weekly podcast because it gives me multiple opportunities to create value throughout the month for my listeners. I would do video, but it takes a little bit longer to edit, and that's just a personal preference type of thing. One plus about audio that it does have over video is that people will engage with audio content longer than they will on average video content. So there's a plus there. Now, it's not going to be any different for you when you're behind the microphone creating your first audios or writing your first blog post or just getting active with social media. Maybe again, maybe you were doing things before that you stopped doing over time. That's fairly common, actually. But what we're really doing is we're creating a process by which we're creating familiarity between ourselves and our marketplace, between ourselves and our prospects. And when you do that, when you create that kind of familiarity, then others will come to know you. They'll feel like they know you. And actually, they will, even though they've never met you in person. But the key is you have to show up regularly. So whatever you decide to do, just know that before you get started, this is something that you're going to have to be consistent with. Even if it's just a once-a-month newsletter that you put out there, find what works for you. You're not locked into any single system. In other words, you're not being held hostage that if you don't do it exactly this way, then you'll never succeed and never grow your business. That's just not true. The showing up part can take many different forms. Like I said, you could create a podcast. You can create video tutorials, a video channel. You may decide to write blog posts, and you can have a combination of these things working, or maybe you're going to participate regularly on one or two social media channels. But all of these methods can really help you create real connections that will last a lifetime. So from there, once that happens, once people become familiar with who you are and comfortable with you, then creating an offer or selling a solution becomes a natural extension of what is basically an ongoing dialogue. But if you try and force it all into this short span of time where you meet the people, maybe they listen to an audio, watch a video, or download a PDF, whatever route you decide to take, and then five to seven days later, you're pitching a high-end program, well, most people aren't going to go for that. So again, just telling you up front, the, if you're a well-known, nationally known type of brand then that's different. We're not talking about that because people can go online and see that you're everywhere. Maybe you've appeared on TV and all of these other things. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about online business. We're talking about online marketing specifically. When you just have an online presence, you don't have an offline one. You're doing everything in the digital world. So don't let the technicalities of 
sales funnel marketing discourage you or hold you back. If the traditional method seems to be a poor fit for your business, that may be because it is. And there's many other ways for you to build visibility and establish trust online. And there are tools that are going to be a much better fit you'll find for you than others. All right, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you later.